Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Sarah. I'm Cassie. And I'm Alex. Today, we are talking about the five things that you should never do around the holidays. So as we're recording this, we are in that transition period of Thanksgiving just happened, Christmas is coming up, people are probably still going to some sort of potluck type, family gathering type stuff. So we want to just give you guys some tips, um, some ideas, things to think about um, around the holidays because a lot of the times there's stress in terms of what do I bring to potlucks, how much should I eat, what should I do beforehand, what should I do afterwards, do I just throw my healthy lifestyle out the door, should I start a diet, you guys, you guys have probably said all of it in your minds. Um, so to start us off, we're going to throw some statistics out there because you guys are not alone. Um, there was a survey done on 2,000 Americans that found that 41% of people use the holidays as an excuse to postpone being healthy. I've been there. I'm sure you guys have been there at some point. Um, 59% of those people said it was the hardest to stay healthy during the winter and holiday season, specifically because of food. And then last one, 30% of people said they've had to undo a button on their pants because they ate too much <laughs> at a holiday meal. <laughs> That's a fun one. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. It does happen. <laughs> and we're just going to, you know, talk about what it means, um, you know, what it, what it means to starve yourself, what it means to overstuff yourself, things that can be good, things that can be not so good in terms of still keeping up that healthy lifestyle, you know, around the holidays, during the cold weather. Um, you'll oftentimes hear people saying, yeah, I'm going to start my diet in January. So every aspect of living a healthy lifestyle just kind of gets thrown out the door. There's lots of unnecessary stress and guilt that surrounds decisions made regarding food choices around the food. Um, so start us off, we'll talk about starving yourself before and after family gatherings. Because when you think about being in a place where you're probably going to have a potluck style meal, Typically, things are done beforehand and afterwards to kind of prepare yourself for that. So you don't have to undo, or maybe you want to undo a, pan, a button or two on your pants. So, Alex, do you want to go ahead and lead us into that? Yeah. So, I mean, what typically tends to happen, it happens with lots of our clients, they make comments about it, is they have that Thanksgiving meal, which already happened, or their big Christmas meal, and they know it's going to be lots of food and maybe potentially lots of calories. So a lot of the times, people like to make room for that meal and just not have anything during the day, which is not typically what we recommend because what happens a lot of times is people tend to overeat, get over full, overindulge, um, and that whole day just kind of your metabolism isn't working correctly. I mean, your your body really likes food consistently to be able to burn consistently. So to save everything for later in the day, um, it doesn't your body doesn't necessarily love that. Um, so making sure that you're eating throughout the day, which we'll go over in a little bit, is important. Um, and like we already talked about, what usually ends up happening, severe restriction leading to over binging and it alters your metabolism. Um, guilt usually sets in whenever we do those types of things. So if you go to a big gathering and have a big meal, a lot of times people feel really guilty after if you end up overindulging. And a lot of times it's because you're not eating enough earlier in the day and that just goes for everyday lifestyle. If you don't eat enough earlier in the day, a lot of times you tend to overeat at night to try to make up for what you missed throughout the day, which I'm sure you guys have seen that with a lot of clients. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, it kind of leads to this unpleasant cycle. And we kind of call it the diet cycle. We see it a lot of the time. Um, so I use the I use the analogy for pie, because um, pie is really popular around Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and Christmas. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to have pie. That's the first thing people think 
is I'm not allowed to do that if you're on some sort of diet, if you're thinking that way. And that's restriction. Whenever you feel like you can't have something. And then everyone else is having pie around me and that makes you feel deprived. You feel like you can't have those things. You're like, oh, everybody else is having pie or wine and I'm not allowed to have it because I'm sticking to this diet. And then you're upset because you can't have it and then you start to crave. You're like, that's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I want. And then you're like, oh, forget it. I'll just have a piece. And then it turns into two pieces and then three pieces and then four pieces. And then we start to feel bad. And that's when that guilt sets in. So that's kind of the cycle that we see a lot of the times, um, especially if we're really restrictive. So again, starving yourself throughout the day and then having a big meal at night, maybe not, maybe isn't the best choice. Cassie, you want to talk about maybe alternatives, what we could do instead? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So what we would like for you to do instead is eat as you typically would throughout the day. So Really? Yeah. (laughs) Eat? Really? Are you sure? Don't skip meals to prepare for a bigger meal. It's not going to help you stick with your healthy pattern at that time. So we don't recommend going to a holiday party or Thanksgiving meal and not having anything fun that you want to have. You know, I love Thanksgiving food. We make homemade pies in our family. Um, and so it's one of those things that you can have, but I always focus on with my clients staying in the healthy pattern that they aren't overeating. So it's not instead of I can't have those things, it's eat whatever you want and enjoy everything about the holiday or gathering, but don't overeat. That's really the only goal that I have for my clients because if you eat only mashed potatoes for that meal and you eat healthy otherwise, you're going to be fine. You yeah. know, so you don't it, it really doesn't matter what you're eating for that one meal. It's such a small part of your week. Um, if you aren't overeating, you're going to be fine. And so also, you know, listening to your body, we want to promote those things. So whenever you're eating during the day, you're listening to your hunger cues, you're promoting those healthy behaviors that we want our clients to have. And then whenever you're not overeating at a meal, you're also promoting those healthy behaviors by listening to your body and stopping before you get full. So, so I find that um, I, if people practice that, then they can do it and it's not right. a big deal. So you go into it without that stress and you go into those situations and just really truly enjoy them instead of having that guilt that's associated with it. So so it's not, you know, I think it seems sometimes like a little thing to skip meals or to prepare for those by doing that, but it really it reinforces really negative behavior. So mm-hmm. so definitely eat like you normally would. If we if we're going to a party, you know, I would always recommend snacking before having something with protein or fat which helps you stay full longer and then some maybe healthy carbs too to go in there so um, you know it could be anything from cheese or nuts and a piece of fruit to you know a half a sandwich or soup or something that's just going to give you a little bit of that protein and healthy fat um, to keep you full so that way you go into the party because you may not know what to expect when you get there I have a lot of clients who are like I have no idea what you know what they're going to have um, so you want to at least have uh, where you're not starving when you get there so a snack to bridge any gaps and you also may not know about the timing I know I like to eat dinner early so if I go to a party that starts at six and they don't eat till eight o'clock I'm going to be starving <laughs> so even if I did eat normally during the day yeah. and so so sometimes that little snack can help you in case it's later when you eat, later than you're used to. And so that's another thing that you can do. And also, I always bring something to the party 
that is healthy. Yay. <laughs> so, um, and it, you know, and it, I may also bring something else, but there's going to be some, I know, so there's going to be something and it typically is a vegetable based something. Um, cause that's sometimes what they don't have. So maybe it's a fruit tray, maybe it's a veggie tray, maybe it's a veggie dish or roasted vegetables. Um, but you can bring something that, you know, okay, this is something that's healthy that I can at least fill half of my plate with. So that way I'm not going to get into too much trouble, um, in the other half with whatever you want to have. So that's another thing that I often do. Um, and then I try to promote small plates as well. So you tend to, um, your eyes are bigger than your stomach too, <laughs> and you tend to fill up your plate, whatever size that is. And they've done a lot of research on this, which is really interesting. Um, even nutrition professionals will eat more off of bigger plates. <laughs> and we teach about portions all the time. So it's something that um, really does work to eat on smaller plates just in your daily life. But then also if they have small appetizer plates and bigger plates, you know, maybe grab that small appetizer plate. And even if you eat two of those, they're full, your body's going to sense that you ate a lot instead of having a half full bigger plate. So um, there's something to that. Um, and then, you know, focus on why you're there, which is usually being with people and having fun. And so make sure that you are eating slowly, enjoying the moment. Um, if it's foods that you don't get all year round, enjoy every bite of those and truly, you know, enjoy the food, the company, the drinks or whatever you're having. Um, so that way you get out of that party what you're supposed to. Um, and so, and again, half of your plate was the last thing as veggies. That's yeah. a big one. Yes. So fruits and yeah. veggies. Cause that, you know, it's kind of one of those fullness factors. We all like to have that fullness. And, um, I find this cause I eat a lot of volume. And so if I go to a party and everything is very calorie dense, um, you know, not a lot of volume food, sometimes it's hard because I'm so used to eating a bulky foods <laughs> that it's yeah. hard for me to not overeat. So this is something I've practiced over for years, which I'm sure you guys have as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I've learned that if I do eat fruits and veggies, it just helps me not overeat those other things as much. Yeah. And I mean, like Cassie was talking about using smaller plates and we as dietitians, we don't go to parties and like bring our own meal or we don't go to <laughs> parties and just have the vegetables. That's not what we're saying. We just try to focus on having a balanced plate, but we have a piece of pie too, if you guys yep. like that. Um, <laughs> Like we enjoy that stuff as well. So we, it's, we practice what we preach. So we want you guys to enjoy parties and that sort of thing. Just be mindful and intuitive about it. And if you are really clueless in terms of what your plate should look like, or if you want to have some sort of goal in terms of incorporating vegetables while you're at a big potluck, we use the my plate graphic a lot with our clients um if you're not sure what it looks like go google my plate um half your plate fruits and vegetables incorporating grains whole if you can um protein and then try to get water at your meals as well um that's typically something that gets thrown out the door too during holidays and pollocks and stuff is water don't forget about it it's important <laughs> um and a lot of things we just talked about will carry into um the next four things that we talk about as well second one we'll talk about is have an all or nothing mindset so i think i kind of intro this um, when we first talked about it but you're in between the holidays thanksgiving ha thanksgiving happened maybe you didn't do well well who cares you know you have a month left just throw it out the window don't exercise don't be active who cares what you eat come january then it'll matter well we don't necessarily want you to do that right so the same survey that i talked about earlier found that 47 percent of people who indulged in their favorite treats during the holidays ended up quitting their diets or their healthy lifestyle patterns as a result so it doesn't necessarily mean that the one unhealthy decision that you make 
um, means that you can't, you're no longer capable of living a healthy lifestyle, right? Just because you're going to, maybe you have three family gatherings in one day. Practice, you know, what Cassie just talked about in terms of all the tips and tricks that you can use when you go to places like that. That doesn't mean, uh-oh, you're going to have to undo that button of your pants by the end of the day because you have more than one or even just that one and there's a lot of food there, you know? Um, exercise is just a mu as much a part of this as well, um, and we'll kind of talk about good and bad habits in terms of exercising um, and, and your motivation for that. But you ate a brownie, you ate a double serving of mashed potatoes, so now you can't go on a family walk. A lot of my clients talk about how Thanksgiving happened, and it was like I think it was like some like 60 degrees here on Thanksgiving. So they went outside, enjoyed the weather, they went on a family walk, and we're still able to be active. Exercise is also a great way to provide balance to whatever, you know, quote unquote, overindulgence that may have happened. Um, and then, like I said, we'll talk about over-exercising and, and stuff like that. Just keep your normal routine, or if you don't already exercise, develop a routine that's realistic um, for you. So instead of having that all or nothing mindset, keep in mind everything in moderation. Um, use that smaller plate develop some sort of plan when you go there, whether that's bringing a vegetable dish, whether that's changing your mindset when you walk in there and telling yourself you can have this, or you're not gonna have as much of this and you're still gonna enjoy being present with your family. Just set expectations going in there if you can. Again, first and foremost around the holidays, we want you to enjoy time uh, with your family and not stress over food and, and weight gain and not being able to exercise and stuff like that. Uh, next, we're going to talk about juice cleanses or detoxes. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever been influenced by this before. Um, two hands up. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've heard a lot of people at least saying they're influenced. Not right. myself, but a lot of people have been influenced. Right. So, you know, the claims of detoxes and, and juice cleanses is that there's all these toxins in your body that you need to get out um, and that's preventing you from weight loss or living a healthy lifestyle and fun fact you do have kidneys you do have a liver and those those are in charge of detoxing anything that's harmful to your body um, so there have been studies done on the effectiveness of detoxes um, there's not much but there are some out there right now they do not say that they will help you lose weight they do not say that they work um, it's really you know, just an expensive way to buy a product from a company um, or laxatives, and you are going to lose weight because you're not eating. So um, in terms of sustainability and, and being a part of a healthy lifestyle, obviously us as dietitians preaching whole real foods, we want you to do nothing in, in the terms of detoxing, but I'll kind of, kind of let you, Alex, just you know, elaborate that on a little bit. Yeah. And you've mentioned lose 10 pounds and I have a lot of clients that are like, okay, I'm going on a no yep. carb diet yep. after the holidays. And you know, you store three grams of water with every gram of carb that you eat. So if you take out all your carbs, you're going to take out all your water. And then of course you're going to lose that water weight. Sometimes it can be eight upwards, 10 pounds, depending on how much carb you're taking out or how much water you're not drinking and how much water you're losing but people think it's like this magic thing when a lot of the times it's not <laughs> I mean you might see that initial drop but um, with detoxes specifically you see lots of like hot lemon water in the mornings and like celery juice and not that those things aren't healthy but it's not gonna do what it's what everybody's saying it's going to do it's not gonna necessarily detox your body um, like celery juice I would say just 
eat celery. <laughs> you don't need to juice it for the benefits, just eat it. Um, but then it, on the flip side, if you have trouble getting vegetables and you want to drink it as a juice, then you're getting vitamins and minerals that way. Um, but just like Sarah said, we have kidneys, we have a liver. If they're functioning properly, then they should be detoxing your body just fine. Um, and specific claim on detox, you have toxins in your body that prevent you from losing fat. How? <laughs> Somebody explain how that works physiologically, how that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, So typically when somebody has like some sort of toxin in their body, it's from like something like cancer. That is a toxin that's in your body. Um, We typically see weight loss with those types of things when you have something like cancer because your body's trying to fight it off. So you're using more energy to to be able to fight those things off. Mm -hmm. So that's a true toxin that's in your body. You're actually probably going to lose some weight when things like that tend to happen. Um, so then Sarah, kind of back to you for the next part, where would you, what would you rather say about Right, right. So, and there are contributing factors that, you know, will lead to weight gain. Obviously that's why we're in the profession that we're in. Um, and we want to develop, you know, good habits, work towards whatever goal you specifically have. Um, and one thing I'll say too, with juices, if you're using that, and we've talked about this in our, um, powdered greens podcast too, but you're losing a lot of important things like fiber that is, is, you know, we, we want you to have a certain amount of fiber, a part of your diet, um, to help with satiety and just, you know, overall vitamins and minerals that are found in those sources. And you don't get that when you juice it because you're taking out the, the pulp part of it in the skin, um, which has lots of good soluble fiber, which is very good for heart health, cardiovascular disease, and stuff like that. Um, so Cassie, I'll let you kind of talk about what to do instead of falling into these juice cleanse traps. <laughs> yes. So um, really, you just want to have your healthy plan that you stick to. I mean, that's really, there's no quick fix. You know, this, just don't fall into the hype that you see because it's not science-backed. It doesn't make any sense physiologically um, that your body just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if it did, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but a lot of these companies are making billions of dollars every year um, because you're believing them, and that's something that um, we want to try to promote something that's real science and so uh, detoxes are unnecessary sometimes they can be harmful um, and so and, and they don't teach you healthy habits so thinking about what can you do each day small things um, will make it more of an impact on your health and your results um, and then also exercise is really important so exercise can help offset things too um, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way and so making sure you're exercising um, three to five days a week, or, you know, that's typically what's recommended. Um, And then fruits and veggies are the best way you can be healthy and give your body what it needs, those antioxidants to fight off free radicals and, you know, from breathing pollution and other things that we do. Um, We know that fruits and vegetables both help minimize the impact of of foods that you eat that might be unhealthy. So, you know, I've seen research where they had a hamburger that you ate, like a fast food burger, and you ate that by itself, or you had it with an orange and they looked at the negative effects on your body from free radicals and things like that are produced afterwards and the orange helped decrease or minimize the negative effect from that food and so um, fruits and vegetables are powerful and important um, they're not a magic pill they're not going to offset everything but um, but that's going to be a better way just by eating those and we recommend again about 10 servings a day um, which is <laughs> quite a bit but you can do it <laughs> so, we believe in you <laughs> so, yeah you can do it. and like cassie was saying i mean if you have a balanced plate and lots of good healthy fruits and vegetables it's going to help your kidneys and liver too mm-hmm. yeah 
do its role, which is detox the body. So a detoxed kind of diet or supplement or anything like that is not necessary. So moving into the fourth one that we'll talk about today is depriving yourself of what we like to call fun foods. So we, you'll never hear us call something bad, right? So anything that you um, eat for fun and not for general overall health is going to be a fun food to you. And what that looks like for me is going to be different from Alex, from Cassie, from you guys. Um, so, you know, restriction, like Alex said, that, that diet cycle that we get into, it's not a healthy eating pattern. And we want you to be able to allow yourself to enjoy all of the food groups if you want want to put that piece of pie in your plate go for it just be mindful hey get some fruits and vegetables let's do one piece and not six pieces where you might you might do the six pieces if you are restricting beforehand you're telling yourself hey I can't have this um, and you know it, just like in the first one this is not a time to skip meals beforehand in hopes of saving up or making more room for those calories from sweet treats from those fun foods so we do want you to include that um, I think that kind of sets us apart you know as dietitians from other people else self other self-proclaimed people because they put such an emphasis on macronutrients and getting your protein in but hey we want we want to develop sustainable healthy lifestyle habits so incorporating those fun foods every now and then is a perfect way to do that um, we typically will recommend I'm sure you guys have heard it the 80 20 rule uh, allow yourself 150 to 200 calories per day of those fun foods that way you don't feel like you're on a diet or you're depriving yourself just set some gentle boundaries beforehand and everything that that we've said has gone into setting expectations or general boundaries and enjoy larger portions of healthy foods so like Cassie said put fruits put vegetables on there if they're available sometimes it may not be available and you're just gonna have to work with what you have and still be able to enjoy those the, the treats just in smaller smaller portions right and as dietitians, we want to promote making lifestyle changes. And for us to say mm -hmm. that you can't have something, that's one of the yeah. first things that sounds like a diet. Mm -hmm. um, if you're following somebody on Instagram who's like, don't do this, do this, don't have the cookie, have this instead, um, don't ever have that, don't, can't, those types of words and those types of things promote a diet. And we like to make lifestyle changes and all, like Sarah was saying, all the food groups fit. It's just a matter of moderation. And, you know, the foods are fun foods. They're foods yeah. that are for pure enjoyment. That's why you're eating them. And that is okay. I mean, that's something that I, that we really want to promote is that's okay. Because I have so many clients that come in, I was bad over the weekend or I was bad over, you know. And again, if you have those negative words that are associated with food, like these foods were bad, then you also associate them with yourself in general. And then you really make yourself guilty because you couldn't control yourself around those bad foods but really the foods taste amazing and you love them and so yes you want to eat them that's very normal right. and so what we try to promote is figuring out a way how to include those in a healthy way and so and you can do that because it's about consistency not perfection and so anytime you have a plan that you're trying to be perfect or you're trying to never eat those foods that you love um, you're probably going to fail because it's just not realistic to do. And so, um, and then you're also gonna feel bad about yourself because you couldn't do it. So setting realistic expectations is really important because that's something that you can do and you still can include these foods and do it in a healthy way. And it's just a lot less stressful and yeah, more fun. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's fun food yeah. <laughs> And there's so much research out there that supports everything that you just said too. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into our final ones. We're wrapping it up. 
Moving into overexercise, I feel like this is a thing that people struggle with, not just around the holidays too, in general. And exercise is obviously healthy and it accompanies a healthy lifestyle, but just like there's a point where eating becomes unhealthy, there's all this also applies to exercise, right? So compulsive, obsessive exercise, this occurs when exercise shifts from being a choice to an obligation, right? So things like the when you wanna exercise interferes, interferes with your life, occurs at inappropriate times or settings, and you continue to exercise during a time of injury or illness, so you're not comfortable taking rest days. Um, usually people that, that use or participate in overexercise, they're trying to burn calories, um, or they're using this as a punishment for something like, we don't like to call it this, but something that bad that they ate, right? Air quotes around that. Um, so, and, and overexercise obviously can have different effects on your body because your exercise is a form of stress, right? So when you put yourself under chronic physiological stress, things like mood swings, muscle soreness, fatigue, difficulty uh, sleeping, illness can occur. This can affect your appetite and your metabolism, things that we obviously don't want to happen. And it can lead to physical injury like stress fractures and stuff like that. Um, Alex, I'll let you kind of talk about what happens when this stress is put on you over time. Yeah, so like Sarah was saying, exercise increases stress in your body. And whenever you're doing like a heavy lift, for example, your body's actually breaking down muscle. So that's just a stressful thing for your body. Um, so doing that again and again and again and not, uh, not allowing proper recovery or not having the right foods to be able to decrease that inflammation, it makes it hard on your body. Um, and that can actually cause you to get sick more often. Um, a lot of the times, if we don't see our athletes eating enough or eating enough of the right things, we see those stress fractures that uh, Sarah was mentioning. But it increases your cortisol, and that's your stress hormone that increases whenever you're stressed, um, which is beneficial in short bursts. But when it happens over and over and over again, it can cause a lot of the things that we were just talking about. Um, when released in large amounts, paired from other things like with stress like work family relationships um, it can become harmful but like Sarah was saying yes in short bursts um, activity is important a little bit of cortisol is fine but when you have activity back to back to back and you don't allow rest then that can be harmful on your body there are some things that I would challenge you guys too if you think that this may be happening to you just sit down and ask yourself these questions. So I'm going to list out four questions um, and, and just see where you fall under there to see if you are participating in, in what we would consider over exercise. So number one is your primary motivator for exercise to burn calories or the bad food that you ate. Number two, if you don't or can't exercise, are you afraid that you'll gain weight, which we definitely see a lot. Number three, do you miss planned social events to exercise? And then the last one, do you feel guilty for missing exercise or taking a rest day? If you can answer yes to a lot of these, then I just challenge you to uh, look at your modes of, of motivation and see if you are exercising for pure enjoyment because you want to do it because you know it's going to help you get to whatever goals you've made for yourself or if you're doing it as a punishment or to cancel out whatever it is that you put in your body. Um, Cassie, I'll let you kind of just wrap it up with, yeah. with what we recommend instead. Yes. <laughs> so balance is important with exercise as well. So, you know, don't use exercise to compensate for something that you ate. You know, that was that's one of those things that just isn't a healthy way to think about exercise or as a punishment for feeling guilty um, and trying to make it better. And so um, having balance with exercise through the holidays too. And, you know, listen to your body because often people are busy, their schedules are crazy, 
Um, you know, all sorts of different things are going on. Their stress level is maybe really high during the holidays. And if exercise or trying to get your usual exercise in during that time adds a lot of stress, think about what you can do instead that's still active, but maybe less than what you usually do or different than you usually do. So instead of, you know, going for a 10 mile run, maybe go for a two mile walk or a two mile run, you know, five minutes even can be helpful. So if you are adding extra stress onto an already stressful time, it might actually be more of a negative than a positive. We always recommend movement, um, but it may be that you're choosing to do something that's a little bit less stressful for you and maybe shorter time frame to fit it in. Um, and this is kind of don't do that all or nothing where you're either gonna get everything in or nothing in, you know, and that's hard sometimes. It was hard for me because I'm a runner. And, you know, to me, a two mile run is like, well, is it even worth going out there? You know, but it is, you know, and I've had to really change my mindset. And that's actually helped me stay consistent through 20 years of running is, yes, if I get a mile in because that's what I can get in that day, it's something, you know. And so um, so make sure you're really thinking about that balance um, and pick something you enjoy. Maybe it's a time too during the holidays to do some different things. So um, do some videos at home or maybe do something with your family members that you're around instead of you know waking up at 4 a.m. when you've stayed up till midnight talking to them to exercise on your own. Maybe think differently about exercise and doing it with other people or different things is also good for your body. So that's another thing that, that you can do. Um, so realistic goals, what can you fit in? What can you do? Um, make it fun and have some consistency throughout the week is good. Research also shows, um, and, and you know, this has been out there for a little bit now, but even just exercising in bouts of 10 minutes throughout the day is gonna be beneficial for your health, for your blood sugar control, things like that. So don't think that if you only have 10 to 30 minutes to exercise that it's not gonna be beneficial. It is gonna be beneficial. So hopefully you guys are able to take something from that. Um, we obviously wanna still promote being healthy as much as you can around the holidays. If you do have any questions or want some extra help, um, AYB does free 30-minute nutrition consults, so feel free to reach out to us. Otherwise, we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.